Are you on a forklift? Yeah, I am. What's up, Juventini? Welcome back to the AJC. We were hoping it was going to be, you know, Victory Sunday. Unfortunately, we got a draw to discuss and a lot to tackle in the aftermath as feelings are kind of mixed on how costly is that for Juve, all right, and what went down, but we've got a lot to talk about. Tech fighting the good fight for the Bianconeri with uh, a subtle dig at the FIGC, all right, and we got a lot in the news to tackle. Chiesa, all eyes on the fitness leading into that big match, which just became a lot more important with this result uh, of yesterday. But again, you know, they're talking to you and I hope they don't slip on a banana peel today, potentially. So let's see what happens, all right? But I'm pumped to have L'Arbitro Nick with me. Nick, how are you doing, brother? Uh, I'm doing great, Alberto. Thanks for having me today. Really nice oh, to yeah, be here. absolutely, man. We've had you on before. It's an absolute pleasure. And uh, you do a fantastic job with the write-ups. We really appreciate it. I've loved having that and adding that. And how fitting... We have a moment in this game for you to tackle and break down for us this time live, all right? And give us your thoughts on the ref in general. But we will get there. Um, again, we got a couple little things, pieces of business, and we still got to say what's up to the army, all right? But birthday boys, Vlaovic, Gigi Buffon, all right? So Tantiaguri, go out to the birthday boys, Gigi Buffon. Uh, the post off our main there had one of a, a nice little quote about Gigi when asked about studying PK shooters. And he says, no, in my hotel room, I don't watch uh, penalties. I watch naughty videos. Gigi's an absolute legend. All right. So Tatia Guri to the absolute goat. All right. Now uh, we got uh, Moise Keen all wrapped up and another next gen signing. And we've got uh, Pedro Felipe, 19 years old, all right? And that's set to get finalized. We will get to the news and more after. We have to go through this match because there's so much to talk about. But, of course, what's up to everybody in the arm? Vincenzo coming in here. Winner of the kit. He chose the Gatti kit. That should be arriving to him shortly. Congratulations to Vincenzo, all right? Tony Trim coming in here saying... Calma, calma, tutti. Season is a marathon, not a sprint. I still believe. Oh, yeah. You have to. You have to. James up here. Ciao, guys. Woke up calm and serene, as Max would say. <laughs> there you go. Alex B. Ciao, tutti. Toy Tribbin. Max, we trust. Don B. Buongiorno, tutti. Long season was a setback, but these things happen. Need to refocus for Inter next week. Absolutely. We'll get to all that. And ciao to Jace KP. Ciao to Michael Razzo. All right. We're going to have some fun today, regardless of that draw, because there's a lot to talk about. Now, the starting lineup. This has been grossly grossly dissected and looked at all right after what went down and look one of the things that frustrated me out of this one beyond Milik but we will talk about that was just that left side in general I was concerned about and I said it in the match previously I said it on this one I do not like what Miretti and Kostic have going on it's seemingly nothing going on all right you throw Sandro into the mix, I was terrified. I had a few drinks, Nick, when I saw that on that left side and what we were going to see. But yeah. Sandro was not a problem. 
Sandro actually played very well for himself, but Miretti and Kostic continue to be this kind of hole there on the left side that nothing really happens out of. And furthermore, Miretti is just showing some individual struggles that we've always kind of felt there with him. So one of the only good things about Miretti is kind of this positioning thing and finding pockets of space, but he's unable to execute at a level that makes it an advantage to you as a team. And with Yildiz as well, it was not working and the two weren't gelling as well. But with Milik in there, maybe a little bit better, but I just don't think so. My concern was the left side. What were your thoughts on that lineup when we got it, Nick? And obviously it was Tech, Gatti, Bremer, Sandro, Cambiasso, McKinney, Locatelli, Miretti, Kostic with Vlaovic and Milik up top. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. Rabiot is proving himself without even being on the field right now. Um, that's how, you know, stressed out. I think we all are about Miretti. We've talked, I know you've talked a ton about Ealing um, getting more minutes from Kostic. You know, is that even still worth a discussion? We just got to, you know, it is what it is. Um, other than that, I was okay with the lineup. I think we, the other point was not putting in Rugani instead of Alexandro. Um, a lot of people were upset about that. In the end, it worked out. I don't think that was a problem. Probably not worth mentioning. But other than that, um, it's also hard to criticize Max, I think, for putting in Malik instead of Yildiz. Look, there's a lot of games. you got to rotate your players. Um, you can't predict that a player is going to get sent off. If he played terribly and maybe scored an own goal, did something tactically on the field wrong, sure, criticize Max. But a player getting sent off in the 18th minute, you can't, you can't put that on the coach. I, yeah, and I mean, we will get to uh, my criticisms of Max because I do have some out of this game, okay? But uh, it's definitely not overstarting Milik. And like you said, you don't bank on that. And number one, whether a player is 18, 20 years old, 21, or a vet like Milik would not, I don't expect any of them to put their teammates and their coach in that position because he put Max also in a position where now all of a sudden we got to think about what the hell's going on out there. And you had McKenney on a knock that looked like he was grimacing, trying to shake off for a while too. And it's just like, there was a lot to look at there. And yeah, it's just, uh, it's infuriating. That's one of the infuriating things. And like we said in the, well, like it has on the title for this show, big mistake and then parentheses, you know, mistakes. We'll talk about them, okay? But the lineup should have been more than enough, but things get interesting when you take a card that early. And we'll talk about this game. We'll quickly go through the highlights because there's way more in the aftermath than what actually went down on the pitch. But five minutes in, we get a free kick from uh, Decent Range. Vlaovic tries to uh, sneak another one in there. Caprile looks like it's going out. If it hung up a little bit higher, might have been in there and a decent attempt from that range goes out for a corner kick all right in the 15th minute 10 minutes later this is just where i lose my head when milik you know after losing the ball goes in with a challenge that i find absolutely stupid in that situation in that moment okay when you've got uh, nothing happening, no harm, no danger, you simply lost the ball, and he goes in, and he puts himself in a compromising position with the referee. Gets a yellow originally, 
but they do check it for dangerous and foul play. Nick, it's time for you to earn your money here on this one, so let's go. Your evaluation on the ref, and then this one, there was a lot fighting saying that no red card. For me, it was a red card, but uh, Nick, you got the honors, buddy. Yeah, so yesterday, Marinelli, look, there's a few things possibly to criticize him for. Um, the red card is not one of them, other than the fact maybe he should have seen it on the field, to be honest. Um, very obvious red card for me. But in general, um, there were different phases to the game. I was expecting, I was explaining this to you, right? Um, before the red card, Juve playing a man down, Juve playing a man down, um, but winning, and then with the game tied. Um, so adjusting your foul identification, what fouls we're calling, what yellow cards we're giving, is okay to change slightly, right? So maybe something you call early in the first half, you now need to start getting stricter with later in the game. That's okay. Refs are expected to do that. Um, however, we see that inconsistency right on that last Empoli free kick with Vlaovic um, getting pushed very clearly and him stopping play, getting all annoyed, and the referee saying, no, play on, right? And yeah. what I think happened to Marinelli was this, um, to get more technical, which I'm glad I'm here. I can get a little more technical here. His issue was a positioning issue. He wasn't getting in between those lines where he needed to see those calls. During the game when we were 11 v 11, he was reading the game great. He was moving great, getting to where he needed to be. The second Juve went a man down, he had trouble reading the game, reading the tactics, and just wasn't able to be consistent. Um, yeah. So I think his his issue yesterday was more of a read the game issue, more of a technical issue, rather than I don't know what I'm doing with the calls. He wasn't able to be consistent because of the tactics. Yeah, it was, for me, he was just really, really inconsistent. But as far as the Milik one goes, it's it's a red. It's an easy red. Um, the second I saw it, I was so on the live watch along, I was actually looking at some uh, comments and then I was checking something on the numbers on the feed on the phone and I actually missed the challenge. I had to watch it on the replay. And I just saw, I heard the commentary say yellow card. And I was like, okay, so Milik's got a yellow. And then all of a sudden it went to checking red. I saw there was a bunch saying, no, never a red card, not a red card. There's still some today um, that were commenting on reaction videos from yesterday saying not a red card. For me, when I watch it on replay media, I say, yes, he's getting sent off. Like that's a red card. It's an easy red for me too when you look at it. I understand the frustrations when we look at other plays um, obviously, Berardi, Malinowski, that uh, didn't get them, that I believe should have also been red. Yeah. Yes, I understand the frustration. Um, Chesney, with yes. a subtle dig, and uh -huh. rightfully so, saying that, yes, it's a red card, as was Berardi's, as was Malinowski's, which were rightfully whistled, even though, uh, and that's a nice uh, subtle dig, so not calling them directly out, but everybody knows what's going on. Uh, that makes me appreciate uh, Chesney uh, just a little bit more, okay? Fighting the fight. Not complaining, not bitching, but just making sure you're aware we see the receipts, okay? And they're there and for all to see. So very, very nice, subtle touch from Chesney. Now, Absolutely. this was a game changer. I called it on the watch line. Like now all of a sudden, you know, something that should have been a business-like, very straightforward game becomes compromised and very, very interesting now. And you have to make calls. 
Now, all of a sudden, and I was saying, as that first half was continuing, a guy like Miretti, now all of a sudden, you don't kind of have that freedom for the growing pains. You know, it's either like you start cooking or we got to get the next guy up out there. You can't afford one, you know, one guy out of that remaining 10 to all of a sudden not be able to produce. Everybody had to be on. Everything was heightened. Ball retention and possession for me was very, very weak when we went one day, one guy down and that part hurt a lot. And that's one of the things that had me thinking about, you know, you got to get Yildiz. At halftime, I was saying probably Yildiz for Miretti would go a long way. He had options. Cambiasso in the middle of the park. Like, there was options for Max to work with, okay? But we'll go through the first half. Cambiagi with a solid shot that got deflected in the, 25th minute, in the 25th minute. That was actually a big stop by Tech. Really big save. Um, 27 minute Cambiagi again. This time curling it from the far side. Uh, one hopper that Tech eventually has to deal with and parries it away. 46 minute right before halftime. Miretti gets gifted the ball from Giesi. And he just took too long. He just, yeah. too, he just took too long. I was, I was screaming when that happened. That was, that was the chance. Yeah, I mean, at this time, like, uh, it, it's just, it, it was very, very frustrating. Like I said, the thing that was especially heightened for me was the ball retention and possession. And Miretti was not where it needed to be in that regard. And when you throw on top of it, we did not want him and Kostic to begin with because there's been two shockers leading up to this game. Yeah, Maybe Max has to take a little bit of a... A little bit of heat here for that one too, but we'll get to that later, okay? So halftime, I'm thinking make a change. We don't get a change, okay? And it ends up okay as the 49th minute. McKinney and Cambiasso do incredible work, okay? They continue to do great stuff. They work it down there. We end up uh, getting a corner kick here. Good delivery from Miretti, okay? So credit to him on the corner there. Good delivery. And Gatti gets up for it, heads it. It hits Luperto in the back. It pops up and sits there for Vlaovic on a platter. And he continues his streak, all right, and buries. 1-0 up for Juve. Looking good. Looking good. Well, if we sit comfortably at the best of times, we're probably going to sit comfortably at the worst of times, right, Nick? So, I mean... I wouldn't expect any less from Max. Yeah, I mean, we got it. We got it. And you're one man down. So, again, everything's got to get, uh, again, everything's got to get heightened in terms of possession. But after this goal, because up until this point, before we scored this goal, I was saying, Empoli's not really threatening us. They're not really testing us, even one man up. Like, they were not really doing much of anything. And I felt comfortable in switching Yildiz, Formadetti, and getting after it. You can risk a bit because Empoli wasn't really doing anything. Then all of a sudden, after we go 1-0 up, then they start pushing, finally. Then they start growing more and more in this game, and we start looking worse and worse when we're on the ball. Literally literally being able to only get rid of it and clear it. So I was like, you need to bring in some players that can do something on the ball, with the ball at feet, even with some pressure or be able to beat a guy all of a sudden the 1v1 and the dribbling skills become heightened because of the situation you're in and 68 minute like what's that 
you absolutely yeah. need those 1v1 players in there. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, it makes a big, big difference when you're in a situation like that. And we kind of tipped the balance with our lineup after we were one down, one guy down, and it kind of changed things. We were able to get the lead, but again, they started to grow, and we started to struggle more and more and more. Some changes need to be made. They made some changes, okay? Cancillieri ends up getting an opportunity, 68 minute, a header wide of goal. Two minutes later, Baldanzi at the top of the area, a shot that ends up going through some legs right on the carpet, inside side netting back post. I saw some, very few, but still some trying to go at tech for this goal. I'm not going to put this one on tech. It's like hidden side net there. It's going through legs. It sucks. For me, I'm frustrated because we didn't have numbers in our area, okay? You, like, we were covered there. McKenney is watching his man. that His player distributes to Baldanzi. Locatelli had dropped back into the area. I think should have stayed higher up. I think we dropped off too much, and then he was very slow getting back, and it should have been pressure everywhere at the top of the area force them to the outsides don't give them anything to shoot there but in the end it's a shot that got through legs that's along the carpet it was nothing extravagant and it was avoidable and that's what frustrate that's another one of the infuriating things about this game but i had very little confidence that we were going to get another one at that point how are you feeling when that one one goes uh nick yeah, I mean, right after that, as you said, the lead-up, we could barely even get possession of the ball anymore. Um, you know, there was a few, one or two counterattacks uh, with Cambiaso um, and Vlaovic exchanging the ball. But other than that, uh, yeah, it totally not feel good. I was kind of yelling at Locatelli. Don't know if it was totally on him, um, but he should have stepped quicker. But if you look, too, everyone was covering their man. Maybe the whole team was playing a little deep. But when you're playing a man down, that just I think that just shows how difficult it is. There's literally no margin for error. Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of is a situation. It is what it is. Um, definitely no criticism on Chesney there. That That's crazy to me. Um, with all yeah. those players landing in there, you, how, how are you going to see that? You know, you try. That's a matter of you try going in goal and saving that yeah no it's like i said once go any shots that go through the legs you're already at disadvantage some that goes right inside the side netting from there top of the area like on post that's that's tough that's a tough ask we got to be serious here in terms of uh the look at delhi step up yeah that's that's kind of where i was not happy with and i'm ha i'm not happy with the fact that watching like i said the defenders that are in our area for us the second he starts coming back too far I want to see one of those guys screaming, going nuts at him to push him forward. Say, you don't need to drop back here. Get up. Stay up on that man. And even that wasn't happening. But Locatelli's got to have the wherewithal there to realize he doesn't need to drop back into the area there. You've just left your man. You've dropped six steps back on Baldanzi for no reason. For absolutely no reason. So you've given him that space to collect the ball and then fire. And... Yeah. You know, he did get down. He did close down. It's not like we're talking a huge amount, but it's enough space. 
and it's at the top of the area where something can happen. You just you just yeah. can't do that. That's so that's just simple as that. Yeah, and uh, like I said, that's that's a frustrating one because I think we could have easily avoided it. In the end, one one, and we make some changes. Okay, we bring on Yildiz, we bring on Illing Jr. They tried to make something happen, but at the end of the day. It's a little bit too much to overcome, and it's a little too little too late. And Max gets uh, heat from a lot for not making those changes a bit sooner and whatnot. Um, it, it is what it is. Uh, we go 1-1 one, one in this one. And towards the end, this actually got a little sketchy because after they go up 1-0, we started to almost lose our cool as they broke through twice. Weya made a good intervention. Um, Gatti almost caught, got caught when uh, Bremer had stepped forward and uh, Tech had to make a big stop there. I believe it might have been on uh, Kambiagi. That was around 81st minute. And then, yeah, outside of that, a couple of drives where, you know, maybe Vlaovic almost got turned on his man. Yildiz made a great run, was uh, weaving in and out on one defender, just couldn't set up for a shot. But it's too little, too late. And uh, should those changes have happened sooner... Probably, probably, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But Max had a quote, and I'm not going to dwell on it because it was actually a fantastic quote. And it said, ghost cities are built in hindsight. And I actually I actually do love it. And I know that people are going to be frustrated with the result and not care what he has to say. But it's actually true. You know, you live and die by certain things. And Max, you know... We're going to talk about Max and the criticism I have. But if you have to name, we're going to get man of the match out of the way. You have to name a man of the match in this one for Juventus. Who would it be out of the performers there, um, Nick? Um, so I have one in mind. Might be a little surprising. And so I'll explain my reasoning even before I say. Um, I felt like this player ran to cover every passing lane, went into every tackle hard. Um, even when we had the ball, tried getting up on the counterattack, just really put in that extra effort. You could tell his mentality was, we're down a man. I got to give a thousand percent for the team. Um, for me, it's Cambiaso, just because I did not see him stop running. I saw, I think he played pretty well in general with the ball, trying to get those counterattacks started up. And I saw that extra effort. I saw that fino alla fine mentality from Cambiaso. Yeah. I uh, I have no problems with Cambiaso. When he moved into the middle of the pitch, it actually helped tremendously. Once he got moved inside, we could make the argument maybe that should have happened a little bit sooner too. But again, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you make calls, you make decisions, uh, some wrong, some good. It is what it is, right? Um, should have never been in the position to have to make these calls, though. But we've got some shouts for uh, McKinney. We've got uh, DV9, all right? Um, we've got uh, Locatelli. we got Bremer, all right? Bremer, a unit yesterday. Yeah, uh, Mark Bremer. For me, um, I'm actually going to give it to uh, Wes just because he gritted his teeth and he busted his ass in that game, all right? I know we need more and the emphasis is going to be on uh, some of these guys that we're trying to get something going offensively and everything, but McKenney, um continues to just bust his ass for us and it's actually big, right? We just needed a little bit more balance with even the 10 men on a little bit more 
offensive flair to just kind of hurt uh, Empoli a bit more. But in the end, we got to get to this lineup because everybody came at Max hard again for that Milik start and say it's his fault. He starts Milik. Was it France's coach's fault for starting Zidane in a World Cup final when he headbutts Matarazzi and gets sent out? Is that the coach's fault? Or is that Zinedine Zidane's fault? Like, I mean, what are we talking about here? These players are responsible for their own behaviors. No player should put their team or their coach in a situation where a straightforward game becomes compromised. I am not blaming Max for starting Milik. To me, that's overboard. Grossly overboard. What I will say about Max, though, as I said, I do have some criticisms. Because of the compromisation that went down when Milik does that, it's almost like Max was playing with a bit of fire. Max was playing with a bit of fire. We talked about that left side. Everybody had concerns about that left side. It didn't look good for multiple games leading into this one. But we did it again. Did he have options to not do that? Yes, he did because he had Hans Nicolucci Cavilia, which would have been an easy switch up. All right. You still have Yildiz. Um, there's options. There was options to Cambiasso can play inside. Wea could play outside. It's there's options there. Max, my one thing with him is, and this is both sides. I'm gonna explain to everybody both sides. Okay. You have, okay, a coach that gives these guys, these players should love Max, okay, because he gives them so much leash, it's freaking insane, okay? Miretti has had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, but Max is going to start to live and die by this. And he's given maybe too much leash, even Kostic, okay? But... In this instance, if it doesn't go down one man, Juve, in 15th minute, he probably still gets away with it, and it's just fine. But it becomes a situation where you've played with fire, and when you went one down, it kind of maybe started to really shine a light on that balance is not there, and it's kind of needs to be corrected, and he didn't react maybe quick enough, all right? But... This is the good and bad about giving guys too much leash. Chesney, the shouts were there after, you know, uh, blem, like, we're talking uh, blunders, left, right, and center, start of multiple scene, whatever, but ride it out. Ride it out. You show that faith. You show that confidence. Tech has cleaned it up each and every time that has happened and then been a beast. He's been great for us after, you know, the Sassuolo ridiculousness, right? And then people are saying, enough of this, get pitting in, whatever. So there's good sides to showing that faith in players. But there's also the time when it's been a little too much, and now you're going to start taking a bit of the heat. Did Miretti have to play in this game? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I get it. And this is not to just pick on Miretti either, because he's a young guy, whatnot, but... It, it's at the point now where we're lying to ourselves if we're saying really anything of his game is coming through. Now it just turns into protecting a young guy. And this is where my criticism of Max in this game comes, is that you played with fire, you probably would have been safe, 
but it ultimately comes down to the blunder of Milik. Nick, kind of your thoughts. Do you agree with me? And he gives too much leash and maybe it finally just kind of stung him. Um, yeah, I think ultimately, absolutely. I, I do like the ideas that look playing these youngsters, um, is a good thing given the minutes, given the experience. If anything, maybe Miretti should be playing against Empoli. However, like you said, now it's game after game after game. He's had his chances against tougher teams. Now we get to Empoli, and sure, okay, maybe putting Miretti in Empoli is a good idea. However, so far, you said that long leash, he hasn't proved himself on the field. If anything, he's proved he's not capable yet. Um... He had options, but for me, honestly, the imbalance on that side is really also comes from Kostic. I'm I'm pretty critical myself on uh, Kostic, right? Yeah. And this might sound a little little like I'm contradicting myself, but try out Illing Jr. Um, try him out, see what happens. Has has Illing gotten a start this this year so far? Yeah, I think he got one start. Did he? No, actually, no starts. I think they've all been off the bench. Maybe one yeah. start. I could pull it up, though, but keep going with your thoughts there. Yeah, I, I think that, look, Kostic, same thing as Miretti. The only exception being that he's not a young player. He has that experience. Try out Ailing Jr. See what happens. Um, and I also think that could be contributing. Zero started. Yeah, so try it out. See what happens. Kostic, I think it's the same point as Miretti. It's mistake after mistake, bad performance after bad performance. Switch it up. Yeah. And that imbalance on the left side, look, that McKenny Cambiaso or McKenny Wea is working beautifully. On that left side. And Copitalia. Copitalia for Illing uh-huh. Jr., but league, no league starts. No league okay. starts. I was, yeah, I was actually thinking that on my head. But um, I think might be contributing to either Miretti's um, unsuccessful play might be having Kostich there, or they just don't they don't have that chemistry there. And I think Max has to figure out some solution, whether it's changing a position, changing a player there. Gotta find you gotta be a chemist, Max. Find that chemistry between the players. It's clearly not there, even if it's not individually a Miretti problem or individually a Kostich problem. Yeah. It's um it's something there that, you know, for a guy like Max, who's all about balance, you gotta like I'm I'm surprised. I'm at the point where I'm kind of surprised. I don't think that, you know, we're so strong defensively on the left side that it protects Kostic and makes him a must start. I think that ship sailed quite a while ago, to be honest. Yeah. Even when Danilo's back there and it's not Sandro. And again, credit to Sandro as you know, a bunch of us had our concerns. He was he was great yesterday. He was great yesterday. So credit to Sandro. And that's coming from me. But here we go. Probably my only agenda is wanting to say goodbye for a while. But listen, he was solid. A guy like Max, I'm surprised because the left side had absolutely nothing and has had absolutely nothing for quite some time. But Rabio, you know, that impact, you still have to figure it out when he's not there. Miretti hasn't brought that. Okay. Um, Cambiasso, massive. Massive in just a simple change of moving him over to there, even while Kostic was out there. But Max has options. You have very versatile players in Wea, in um, Illing Jr., in Cambiasso. 
you have to find something. We can't go into games and always worry about one side of the lineup. It's about finding that balance. But again, overall, as quite a few have said in the live chat, it's Empoli, right? And if you are going to play with fire, so to speak, and go against something that we could see maybe isn't working, this should be the game that they should still cross the line. But ultimately, I don't care who you're playing against because one of the most used lines I saw yesterday is it doesn't matter if you're one man down, it is Empoli, you win and you attack them, you go rah, rah, rah. Look, I don't give a shit who you're playing against. 15th minute down one man from the 15th minute that is very very difficult okay for me ultimately my most my my biggest frustration in yesterday's game still comes down to Milik okay yes I called him a donkey okay he was yesterday's donkey but he can be tomorrow's hero because that's the beauty of sports and it happens. All we have to do, shake it off, regroup, refocus because the next one just became way more important. All right. And now we get into our thoughts because you could see some, there's a few comments out there that say the Scudetto is lost. Nick? How do you feel about that right now? And do you share those same sentiments that that is it for the race? It's definitely not it. Is it a little harder? Is it harder? 100%. But it was never going to be easy. It always was going to be a bloodbath. And look, we got to play Inter, right? We got to get fired up for Inter. If we beat Inter, sure, if they win their game in hand, they're still ahead. But they're only ahead by one game. We cannot say it's over. Fino a la fina, everyone. If yeah. we lose the next week, maybe, yeah, the alarm bells can start ringing. But put our heads down, get to work. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, all of this. Looking at all of this, okay, for me, the race is not over. My God. 16 games are made. There's so much football left to play. So much can happen, Okay. But when we go at, uh, like, the change in feeling is sometimes so wild, you know? We're praising Max because we're on a massive unbeaten streak. That unbeaten streak continues, everybody, okay? So we did not suffer defeat, and I'm not so sure that we wouldn't have lost that game in the previous seasons based on our mentality and the way we were. One man down, I don't care against who, from the 15th minute, I would almost bet 80% that we'd probably lose that in the previous two seasons. Would you feel the same way, Nick, in saying that? Absolutely. And look, I actually think in certain points the team played decently with 10 men. It really wasn't a bad performance for 10 men. Yes, it's against Empoli, but this wasn't a game that we just tied because we went 11 v 11 and played terribly then i could see people saying oh it's unsustainable what are you doing max i could buy that but we played 10 men for 75 minutes and did okay my my criticisms you know not starting lineup okay 
I got uh, bad feelings for Milik in that one. You just can't do that. Max probably should have reacted at halftime. Probably should have reacted at halftime. Despite that, though, and despite lineups and everything, we were 1-0 up. Let an equalizer that could have been avoidable in the 70th minute. Otherwise, we're kind of still working through that and home free. It doesn't die here all of a sudden, okay? And I'm it, it kind of blows me away that all the good stuff, all the praise, all the respect, all the credit finally going to Max. Now, all of a sudden, it's get Allegri out of here immediately and all this and whatnot. It's like, just take a look at everything that went down and let's just, like, analyze this a little rationally because, yes, the feelings are brutal and some feel that this race is over. I don't feel that, okay? And let's just... Bring it down, bring it down, and relax. Two points up. Yes, they have two games in hand, but one is a direct matchup with us. Do we lose momentum because of this game? I'm going to say no because of the fact of what went down, which is losing a player in the 15th minute changes everything. And in retrospect, you should be looking at it as... A positive to get that point. And I get it. It's amply. Their relegation battle and everything. But you know what? Ultimately, we did not suffer defeat. We still have a direct game against Inter. I think you have to forget this one. Okay? You have to absolutely erase it and get back to work. Rabio is supposed to be back in. That'll be a big boost for Juventus. Okay? And... As far as Chiesa, Yildiz, all this, we got to wait and see. I, I've been saying I don't think Chiesa's going to get in there from the start because he hasn't played for a while. And I'm expecting Yildiz to start in this matchup against Inter. We have to just wait and see. But over? No. No, 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 no. Far, far from over. Okay? A lot of football to play. It's just, you know... Like I said, these games are crazy. And when you get a player that has to be taken off like that, it was it was a game changer. Absolutely anything can happen. The confidence was just out of there. And you have to watch what, what are we going to do? How are we going to create? Who's going to help and support Vlaovic? And little subtle shifts on the fly that you can kind of see with some player movement, spaces that they occupy. You had McK There was so much going on in that game. I'm actually, I'm okay with it ending up a draw, especially when we talked about those two opportunities, Nick, where they started yeah. to get behind us and penetrate later on when we started to get a little loose at the back. Yeah, we just had to get out there with that point and attack this next game. Uh, we just got to attack it full throttle. Now, as far as the race and Inter, how do you... Did that does this game change your confidence level going into that game? Because we're the streak is still alive as far as unbeaten. We're still hard to break down in terms of uh the goals and everything. Our goal scoring has been great to start this year. This is the only time it slowed up, but again, one man down. So Nick, where are you at a confidence level going into that game? And everybody in the chat, where are you at on a scale of one to ten? Yeah, I this has not affected my confidence level whatsoever. I, you know, I think everyone did what they could to try to win the game. The mentality, I, in my opinion, was correct yesterday after we won a man down. 
Um, I think any mistakes we made were more on the technical side and more of, okay, players need to grow and learn from these mistakes. It, it wasn't a mental issue. That This team right now, I think we're I think we're cooking. Even when we were eleven v eleven, we had some good good passing, one touch passing, counterattack, even down a man. We had we saw some of that. So I think we should not lose confidence at all going into this inter game. We need to get fired up. That now the stakes are higher. Absolutely, the stakes are even higher now because we didn't get that win. But from yeah. a confidence point of view, we we cannot we cannot let our confidence drop. Now, here's the thing, okay? If something, you know, an upset happens today, okay, at 11.45 a.m. my time, if something crazy happens there, okay, and I don't know how crazy it would be because they're playing away and they're without Chalanoglu and Barella. Yes, they have uh, depth, okay? They should be getting the result there, okay? But should, well, you know, can't build houses with should. So here's the thing, okay? Anything can happen. If that doesn't end up in three points for Inter, I feel even more confident and ready. But I'm still, with everybody kind of here, I'm hovering around that 8 out of 10 range. 7 or 8 out of 10, okay? We got 8 here. We got 8, 7 to 8. Seven, nine and a half from Tony Trim. Jesus Christ, my spirit animal, all right? Uh, Sev coming in here at an eight. Calvin Jones at a seven. You know, I'm kind of with you guys. I'm in that seven to eight range, all right? Now, um, for me, no momentum is lost in what happened yesterday. And a lot of the guys that tackled the microphone after the game said the right thing in terms that it's a lot, it's a hell of a lot against any team in Syria to still come out with a point, okay? When you're down for that amount of time, okay? It's not like FIFA where you lose a guy, it doesn't really affect you, and you can still cook, you can play your game, you can go full out attack, you can dial up the pressure and just press, 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 and score. Yeah, no, no, this is real life. It's a lot different, and there's a lot at stake, okay? And things change through games, things change, moments change seasons, Okay, and some feel that this moment is the one where it's lost. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You have to just wait and see what goes down. They have two games in hand. They're going to play one of those two today. Even if they get the three points, okay, and they take that one point advantage, they have one game in hand. They will still have one game in hand after we face them. But if Juventus gets the result, it still, still puts us in beautiful position. Still puts us in beautiful position there, okay? Everything is not lost next week. Probably more important. But it might go back to the same level of importance as it was before. Because before we dropped this game, I said, that's not a title decider next week. Do you think it's a title decider if, say, they win today against Fiorentina? Do you think that's the title decider, Nick? Absolutely not. Today, no. With Fiorentina, absolutely not. Um, if they pull away the win today and then... No, I'm U saying if they get the win today, yeah, you know, like, 
next week title decider before this game like oh. let's say you before we drew empoli yeah were you believing that that was the title decider um no i don't think it's a title decider but it definitely can swing the momentum is heavily. it a title decider now if they beat fiorentina no i i like the numbers right four points it, it'd be four points. I mean, they have the game in hand. And it's a game a, in hand, which if yeah, that becomes I, a victory is seven. It's it's not, I'm going to say it's not a title decider, but it will severely compromise the position. Um, yeah. At seven, if I'm looking at things, that's a, that's a tough, uh, that's a tough cookie there at seven. Um, looking at, uh, <laughs> Crazy things have happened, right? Juve lost the Scudetto back in the day to Lazio with what a seven-point lead on them, with only a few, with far fewer games to play. Um, so I, th- I think they crammed the makeup game for them in um, March. I'm pretty sure they slipped it, or no, late uh, late February they're gonna have it. Uh, late February with Atalanta there. They obviously will have Champions League wrapping up uh, or kicking off with Atletico Madrid February 20th um, and the knockouts there. So after us, it's Roma. Then they'll have uh, Salernitana. Like Lecce, Atalanta, Genoa, Bologna. That's a difficult month amidst um, the next, uh, the two knockouts with uh, Atletico Madrid. Then they'll have uh, Napoli, who's not the Napoli of last season. Empoli, Udinese, Cagliari. They got another uh, one with Milan, another derby there, but Milan has not been able to make that uh, much of anything as of late. It's going to be tough, I think, if it hits seven points, man, but it's not out of the question, okay? But uh, I think if they get the job done today against Fiorentina for us to be really into it, You've you've got to you've got to win at the San Siro for us to really make that push. I think seven if they can hit seven, but of course they won't be at seven until they get that makeup game in right February twenty eighth. So you know it's it's funny how that vision sometimes works with your mind and whatnot. But the seven is also not a guarantee. So let's just see let's see what happens. But there's a lot of football left. Anything can happen. In both directions and for both clubs. So one game at a time. This one got away from us. Just got to be better, man. Just got to clean it up and got to dial things up. We'll see what happens, okay? We'll see what happens. Uh, Big one next week. It was a big one before. It may have just become uh, massive, massive towards that, uh, that Scudetto chase. But we'll see what happens. Guys, Storm the Barn questions. Fire away, okay? Fire away. I know that there's like a lot of performance things and we go at players. Miretti, you know, I keep getting messages and everything like he just can't play. We can't play him and everything. I think some things need to be changed as far as the totem pole goes. And Max gets a lot of heat for guys like Sandro starting over Rugani and everything, even though he's not an issue there or whatnot. Like... As far as the players go, I mean, we can see some changes, all right? We can see some changes. 
that happen uh, that could happen that could maybe shift the balance and help us a bit. But overall, we're literally like, what, a week, a week, two weeks out from saying Max has pulled all the right strings as term in terms of the roster and everything. So I don't really have too much like feelings towards guys that are ripping on the players or the minutes and everything like that. I've really felt like it's been balanced pretty good, especially one competition outside of Copitalia. You know what I mean? I feel like the balance is okay in terms of minutes, maybe just hostage, yeah. right? And Absolutely. why can't we see Cambiasso back on that side? And I'm curious to see Cambiasso work with even Yildiz, not just Chiesa. He does have something good going with McKenney, but Wea and McKenney isn't bad at all. And you know, one of the things that I thought looked pretty damn good actually when it happened was Illing and Yildiz sharing the left side was actually really good to watch and might be something, you know, to kind of just say, hey, you know what? Let's let's give some things, some more things a go. What do you feel about trying something new as we wait for some of these Storm the Barn questions to come in, Nick? Yeah, um, and all for trying new things. I think we have to. Um, this is the year to do it, absolutely, with a team like Ampoli. But also, you mentioned Illing and Ildis. They played together on Next Gen, right? Why, why wouldn't we build off that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's not make or break. Nobody's saying this is make or break, right? But... You know, the options are there for Max. And like I said, though, leash. He gives players a ton of leash. And uh, when it doesn't work out, yeah, Max takes the brunt of it beyond, like, player performances and execution and stuff. Like, he takes the brunt of that. But, you know, you're giving uh, Miretti a ton of leash. Kostic has had a ton of leash, I think. Like... I think you can have the confidence in going to these guys maybe a little bit more and you have a lot of flexibility with a guy like Cambiasso and uh, I think there's options to be had there to strengthen both sides. Why do we need to go into a game? And I get it that everything's been working. He has been pulling the strings well and we are getting results. We are unbeaten in 17 in league play now, okay? But you shouldn't be going into games like, Oh, is that left side going to be a problem? You know, and having doubts like shore it up. I think we have enough. That's the only point I'm going to be making is that if there's any criticism, while I think he's done a fantastic job still and not take that away, like why not just clean up the balance? Like you have the options, you have that ability. He's got a ton of options at his disposal, which we didn't have in the past couple of years. Now you have those options. Wasn't there something that came out a few years ago with Allegri in a hundred games? He Oh, the lineup? Something. Yeah. He changed the lineup up, right? What happened now? Like yeah, Max, it's, uh, it's wild how there was like just one subtle change all the time. And it was like, yeah, a million different lineup possibilities. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, but, uh, you know, and it's just not to pick on the individuals like Kostic, Miretti or anything. But like I say, when you see it and you've seen it for back-to-back -back games, it raises the question of is Max giving a little too much leash to guys? 
That's all I'm saying. But overall, Max is doing a fantastic job. The players are doing a fantastic job. It it was a shitty moment that altered that game yesterday. Otherwise, I think we're having a completely different discussion. If that red doesn't go down, I think we're having a victory show this Sunday. And I think we feel absolutely fine going into it. And that's why it won't hinder my confidence going into that game. It won't hinder my confidence because of that moment. All right. Now, James, if Arthur scores the winner against Merda, do you slot him into UA's midfield next season? No, 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 no. The aim should still be to sell him. All right. But I might show him uh, a little bit of love. All right. We'll show any of those players a little bit of love. But guys, I'm going to be honest. I hate banking on anybody in Syria, and I sure as hell ain't gonna bank on Fiorentina, right? Prove me wrong, though. Prove me wrong. Where's all the Italiano uh, powers to be and everything uh, that are out there? And you know, like uh, rock this guy. Like, let's get some uh, love for him and uh, get the result there. But I don't see it happening, you guys. I don't see it happening. Um, do, 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 do. Forza Inter, oh, this guy, he's, he's good, though. He's good, though, okay? One of the very few that's uh, okay, but uh, barely, okay? What if you lose next week, Berto, then what? Well, what if you lose next week? You feel confident? I'm 8 out of 10, buddy, that we get the job done, okay? But uh, I know I'll hear from you every single day leading up to that game, and should it not go our way, I expect to hear from you every single day and i'm okay with it let's see where the chips fall all to play for a big derby the italian probably you know what the last one didn't have that spice to it you know what i mean nick like it was no, a pretty no. it was actually a derby the italia yeah you know even just it, the game in general i feel it was just very tactical no one was trying to go for that win i think we we're just feeling each other out yeah like I don't know, man. For me, it's like uh, it just, yeah, didn't didn't have the spice. They were both seemingly content to walk away with that draw. But uh, Inzaghi and Allegri are almost like the same guy, other than Inzaghi's chins. Um, it, it is what it is, and uh, the tears. But uh, you know, from old Limone. But it's okay. It's okay. And then, hey, Forza Inter, don't get too touchy on my jokes there about Limone. Okay. No, you guys are touchy, hey? <laughs> but uh, no, it's all good. Max, I've been talking about this, and some fans are like, well, no, you shouldn't have been saying all this stuff and all that. No, I have no problems with what Max is demeaning. To be honest, you guys, after everything that this team has gone through, especially last season and everything, and feeling so hard done by and everything, which I think that whole thing was a load of shit last season okay rivals won't agree with it they won't think so or anything but here's the thing okay i don't feel like max had many in his corner maybe internally i had a really good discussion with uh someone that's got a lot of connections um with you and whatnot and i just feel like he doesn't have he didn't have enough in his corner maybe and maybe he feels some disrespect or whatnot but like and now that things are kind of shifting in a big way, which we can all agree on, I feel like he's embodied 
Amici di nessuno, man. Like, I swear to God, like, and this is why I am reconnecting with Max the way I was in the heart of his first stint. Because now he's showing the edge, like, out there with the media and stuff. Like, he's embodying Amici di nessuno for Juve, and he's taking all of that away from the players. I'm reconnecting with this guy, man. And, like, his attitude, the demeanor and everything, I love it. I love it. Whether we get the trophies or not, it's like, you know, part of that identity that we needed to give as like, give your nuts a fucking squeeze. This is Juve. Have confidence. Have faith. Don't give up. Don't quit. Like, keep fucking fighting. Like, I've respected that a lot about Max. And I literally feel he's embodying Amici Dinesuno. Do you share those sentiments, Nick? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look... All his comments in the media, uh, Max, like now I turn it, maybe tone it down just, just a little bit. <laughs> but I do appreciate that mentality from him before he's saying things like, oh, nope, we're, we're not in the Scudetto race. He's still kind of not acknowledging it. Just top four, top four. Um, oh, we, we got a good point today. I think he even said that yesterday. That those hierarchies of his mentality are starting to shift. He's definitely building that confidence himself and um, kind of building that image around him and the team. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm excited to see, depending on what happens next week, um, that press conference from him. Yeah, it's going to be a, a wild week, everybody, leading up to that one. And wait for the quotes to be rocking. You've got Marota who sees it all with that eye of Mordor, all right? So you know he's seeing everything that's out there in media. And uh, they're going to be firing back and forth. Uh, it's just going to add spice. And Syria would be smart to capitalize on this battle with some serious promotion, some serious you know, heat to it. And watch them fall flat on their face. Can't wait. Because, uh, yeah, I could just see them blowing what's going to be one of the biggest Derby d'Italia's in a long time. A lot of spice being added to it by Marotta and uh, Allegri. And they'll drop the ball, all right? But uh, we'll see what goes down. Now, Storm the Barn, we got some. I think the first one is uh, definitely going to be for you. So was excessive force part of the equation for the Millic Reds since there was none? I don't know if there was no, So we, we have excessive force in there. If you look where he's coming from, he's running full speed, a full about 10 yards. He's running full speed, goes sliding in with that straight leg. So I actually didn't go through this because I think me and Alberto both agreed it was pretty clear. But our four points just go through very quickly. We have studs above the ankle. Okay, we have extended leg. We even see the leg kind of just literally – from a bent position, go out like that. Um, so we have force, we have point of contact, we have location. Um, I think I said studs already. Everything is there. That's excessive force, right? If it was just a lunge where he didn't run up to it and go sliding in, then you can argue that's not excessive force. That's yeah. reckless instead. But yeah, easily excessive force. There you go. There you go. Mark one, if Chiesa is still out against Inter, who should play up front as a substitute for Yildiz and Vlaovic? So we got to talk about this because it's in the news and we brought it up yesterday on the pregame show. Is it a mistake to maybe let Keane go right now? I don't think it's in our hands because he wants to go to get minutes, but let's say Juve could still ultimately say no, like we want you down the stretch. 
who comes in, well, Milik's gone, suspended, okay? You've got Chiesa off the bench. You've got Yildiz. You've got Vlaovic. If you need to make a change up there, um, you're looking at bringing up someone from the next gen. Um, to be honest, though, I will say this. Vlaovic is pretty much going to have to go 90. He's going to have to go 90. And if not, you're going to go with a variation in attack and it's not going to have a striker probably, you know, unless they pull up a young guy and feel they want to go that way. But options up front outside of these three guys, I would try playing probably Weah up top first and foremost as like this second forward to Vlaovic. Um, I think, I think he'd be very, very interesting to see up there. The guy's got a really, really good shot. We just don't get him in positions to shoot often enough. I know he had that opportunity. Chiesa dropped to him off a cross that he headed down and then way missed the goal. It, yeah, I think you're going to have to look at those guys, really, if it comes down to it. But we might be banking, excuse me, on Vlaovic to play 90. What do you think about uh, way up yeah, top there, Nick? Yeah, Vlaovic has to play 90. I, I didn't even think of why. I, I think that's a good idea. I was more just thinking Illing Jr., right? That's Practice another one too, Jr. right? But yeah, I think Wea is a great idea. Get someone a little more experienced with similar qualities um, and with pace. I, I think that's the way to go. We need one guy with pace, and then we need you need your target man who can get up in the air um yeah. who has that strength right Vlaovic has been doing that well Vlaovic has to go 90 no question about it yeah but a way a pairing could could work great yeah but ultimately you know if we're looking at subs up there Chiesa coming on for yield is is probably it and then we go from there right um it's gonna be uh I Chiesa this is another topic that's kind of come up it's not in the storm the barns all right but a lot of messages came in to me and everything that we were talking about. And it's the impact of Chiesa. And there's a lot of fans that have kind of got into this moment right now where they're like, oh, you know, Chiesa, let's sell, let's cash in and whatnot. But I still think like if I'm looking at this guy, okay, and I'm looking at his performances, yes, the numbers are not where I think they need to be. But yeah, he's got... Quite a few missed chances to his name, as did Vlaovic before he turned it around. But I still think Chiesa's impact on this team is massive when he's in there. I think it's massive. I don't think it can be denied. And while the numbers aren't there, I haven't felt like he's been putting up stinkers because I look at the performance and it's like he's creating. He's working hard. He's got the attitude. He's got the fight. And not just missed chances on his end, but he's set up teammates on a lot of occasions where they also haven't finished. We just highlighted Weyas, right? And it's it's one of those things, right? It's one of those things where I think his impact is massive, but we had an interesting question come up with somebody having to go, and if you had to sell, as things stand right now, out of Bremer, Vlaovic, and Chiesa, it was unanimous to be faded. But how do you feel about his impact on the team? Is it less now that we see what Yildiz can do, or is it still at the same height? No, what, what's instilled in my mind is when Vlaovic was in his slump and he was getting heavily criticized, one point I always brought up was how about Keza? 
How many balls did Keza give to Vlaovic that he just totally shanked? How yeah. many? Keza could easily have five more assists this season if some shots, not just from Vlaovic, were just totally shanked. Um, yeah, I, look, I understand the concerns for Keza. For me, it's more of a question of his fitness, not the way he's playing on the field. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and and that's the one driving concern there is uh, the fitness, and we will have to see if he can you know stay fit and keep it uh, rocking consecutively. It's an interesting situation that comes up with him, but uh, we'll uh, we'll see what goes down. Storm the barn from Sev. If Martinez today goes spikes up like Milik did, does it get called? Yellow, <laughs> yellow, no review. Who's the referee? I'm actually curious. I'm looking right now. Okay, check it uh, out. Check it out. We'll get to uh, the next one from uh, Forza Juve there. Would you sell Dushan in the summer if he continues his form for the rest of the season? He's an absolute beast with... Well, this is what I always said. The The only times I criticized Dushan Vlaovic was when it was going bad, and I said, it can't happen on the money he's on. Right now, he's our guy. And he's been our guy for 2024 to kick off the season. If this is the Dushan we get straight through, we don't have a problem. And we don't have a discussion. And I'm happy with the money. You know what I mean? It all comes down to the money. If you're on that money, you have to be the guy. It can't be in question. It was in question. So that's how I feel about it. But if he keeps this up all season out, absolutely not do you sell him. Nick? Keep this up. He scores. He's easily hitting over 25 goals if he keeps this up um, yeah. in, for an entire season. That's that's the player we need. There, there's no question. Yeah. Yeah. Now we go, uh, should Max acknowledging the Scudetto race publicly or keep going on about uh, 460 points off top four? Center? To be honest, if it didn't rattle cages so much, I would say, yeah, just finally acknowledge it. But the fact that it's rattling everyone so much, I love it. And it's kind of going back to this uh, disrespect. And I'm going to just highlight this one right now just so that I don't lose it in where it's going in the chat because I think uh, there's some serious banter right now going on with Forza Inter there and everything. But uh, it's good. Hey, get used to it, man. It's Derby Week, uh, Derby d'Italia. It's going to happen. But Always a good sport, and I do appreciate that he's in there and always liking the video. So, like I said, there's very few that are uh, tolerable, but uh, maybe just maybe this one Inter supporter, maybe just maybe their mother did not drink during pregnancy, okay? But uh, still made a mistake in choosing your club, but that's okay. Now, when it comes to Max, I talked about that respect thing. You know what I mean, Nick? And respect i feel like hasn't been given to juve nobody banked on us being in here because somebody threw that at me and said oh you love him talking like this also what happened to winning is all that matters and i said winning is all that matters but you're missing the key element okay the key element is that everyone ruled us out and said even with one competition no nobody showed us respect even when we started the streak and we're winning you guys aren't convincing no they're just pretenders this is going to catch up it's unsustainable all this this is a respect thing from max this is a respect thing and if you want to play those games he's just giving it right back to you say no we're just top four we just want to make top four, get back in the Champions League. We're not supposed to be here. All you guys ruled us out. You say we can't do this. Here we are. 
So if you don't want to show us the respect or give us that respect, okay, no problem. We'll play that game. And I have no problems with what he's doing it because everybody knows and we all know we're in the race. Okay? We all know that. Everybody can put that together. But that's a respect thing. And to me, that's him just saying, you want to play the games? We'll play the games. And I have no problems with it. Nick, do you agree with me? Or are you feeling like he should publicly just come out and acknowledge it? Uh, No, no, I absolutely agree with you. Look, there's a lot of things that you can criticize Max for. His media presence is not one of them. Let him cook. Right. I like to I'm thinking of him right now as a classier version of Jose Mourinho right now. I'm loving the banter and he's doing it in the most graceful way you can possibly do it. And it just makes it that much better. Let him let him do his job there. Yeah. Yeah. Mark wants says, Berto, you're a betting man. What's your bet with uh, one of the top inter players red carded today? Zero percent. Zero percent. Plus ten thousand or something. <laughs> yeah, put a dollar on it just in case. But. Oh man, oh man, and I know the banter in this chat with Forza Inter there. Oh my God, man, it's gold. But uh, I will uh, say this: that uh, you want to come at us for uh, Serie B and the trophy and whatnot. But uh, you know, Animesh, our boyer, medal, trophy, still better than cardboard. All right, still better than cardboard. Listen. The only reason that went down, it's kind of interesting, no? How none of them want to address the fact that all their uh, wiretaps kind of just went missing. And it's just, is it a coincidence that the Telecoms Italia, you know, head of Telecoms Italia at the moment was on the board for Inter? Is that kind of weird? Oh, man. Not in Italy, no, it's normal in Italy. I don't know what you're talking about. You guys play dirty. You guys play dirty, but hey, you still can't kill us, man. We came back and what we do? Nine straight, baby. Nine straight. You guys, you know, try and play dirty. It's okay. It's okay. You guys still can't kill us. You still can't kill us. You better hope you win that game next week. That's all I got to say. Maybe you better hope you win today, too. It's not uh, the game's got to get played for a reason, as we saw yesterday. All right, let's see what goes down. But uh, I appreciate the banter. I love the banter. You guys keep it rolling. It's all good. Okay, I can deal with it. But I'm not touchy. I'm not touchy. We know that uh, the rivals, the Chihuahuas out there, a little touchy, a little touchy. I'm okay though. You guys, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an intense week. Get ready for it, okay, leading into this one. But, um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I think for us, uh, honestly, I think uh, I'm still sitting okay as far as the confidence level goes and everything going there. We did not lose any momentum or anything of what went down yesterday. Max will have the guys rolling. We get key pieces back, okay. I see zero fucking around at the San Siro, okay? Any questions, any decision, whatever? No, like it's going to be your top guys for us in there going at it against their top guys and the best team will win that game, okay? But will there be some controversy? I say yes. I say yes. It's more fun when there's a little bit. 
there's going to be some controversy in that one. All right. You know, but we'll see. We'll see. I agree with Alex P. We got him exactly where we want him. All right. And you know what? Everything, everything happens for a reason. Okay, everybody. Everything happens for a reason. And listen to my friend Michael Rasso here. Like the video, everybody, while you're in here. Of course, subscribe to the channel, but share the content. Clip whatever you want. Fire it out, okay? We love it when you do that. But listen, everything happens for a reason. And maybe just maybe this draw gives them that little pick-me-up to make them feel really confident, you know, going into next week. Just so we can slap them across the face and give them the day, all right? So everything, everything happens for a reason. Maybe we weren't meant to go into that game with a win in this one. And maybe we needed this little bit of uh, humbling to sharpen up for that big one. Everything happens for a reason, everybody. We will see. But that one is going to be intense. And you betcha on that live watch along. We're getting the machine gun days every time Juve scores, okay, baby? I am jacked up for this one already. The blood's pumping, man. I'm fired up, okay? I might take one of my kits and carve that bastard up, and we're going to go sleeveless, all right? And I'm going to rock the guns, okay? Because the days might be flying. It's going to be big, okay? The jersey winners will be announced on a post all right as they have been chosen off instagram and twitter all right so that is coming up later today okay but again you guys get ready because the shit talk is going to be flying all week nick are you ready for the banter oh i'm absolutely ready and i actually got to give um one slight shout out to all the watch parties that are happening around north america everyone Go out. This is the Derby d'Italia. We need to be together in force. All right. I'll be in New York. Okay. Um, Memphis Club Empire State. I have a lot of buddies all around uh, the country. All right. All around the world. Get out. Let's show that Gobbo Diena in full force around the world, everyone. That's right, everybody. You know, we uh, partner up. And yes, we've got uh, my particular club, all right, that I'm a member of. Juventus official fan club, Vancouver, all right. Alessandro Del Piero, named after Del Piero as well. Look, the work that they do is incredible, and uh, I am uh, incredibly honored to be partnered up with the ones in North America. But worldwide, there are amazing Juventus official fan clubs. Join one near you. If you need help in North America, and it's growing all the time, constantly, all right. I believe they've hit 20 clubs already. It's there's more waiting to become official. If you need help reaching out and finding the one nearest you, please reach out, okay? But what they do is incredible in not just the watch parties, which are amazing, okay? But it's all the little things that they do to bring you closer to the club, helping you with your experience when you go there to the stadium, all right? They help you with that. And um, the tickets, the access, the perks, everything is there. And again... It's not even like a fan club. Like you become family. All right. We've got Reno in here. We've got uh, James from Vancouver. I've got uh, Jeremy. That's usually uh, always commenting on all my uh, stuff and whatnot. We've got uh, all the guys in Toronto. Trim, John Grow, 
the president, all right? Um, it's fantastic. And uh, Marcella, of course, with Empire State. Tal is always in here from Empire State. We've had them on the show. I'm happy Marcella is going to be joining me for the pregame for the Derby d'Italia, all right? We're going to get ready. This is a big week, everybody. And it's time for us to, uh, you know, get back where we belong. But that's going to be the statement game. Is Juve going to make it? I'm still confident. Everybody else should still remain competent. Like I said, everything happens for a reason, okay? I got to pick a kit to cut the sleeves off because I'm going guns blazing this coming weekend, all right? Let's go. Let's go. Nick, absolute pleasure, okay, having you on. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you had fun. We always love, like I said, even the write-ups from that referee's perspective, I hope you had fan, uh, a lot of fun, man, and I can't wait for you to do it again, man. Thank you so much for having me. Lots of fun, lots of fun seeing everyone in here too. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like I said, Tal, I was in here from Empire State. Let's go, okay? And look at that, Ohio trying to get one official fan club off the ground. I know that there's guys in Philly trying to get one off the ground. All right, so again, reach out, you guys. Let's keep growing the family and i will say this little birdie tells me that and i've been telling you guys for about a month north america this summer might get a good shot at getting close to juventus so you're gonna want to be a part of these official fan clubs all right guys take care all right appreciate uh, the support as always we reached 5k onwards and upwards we keep cooking okay don't worry about what happened Yesterday, like I said, it we might have needed that for a reason, okay? So let's rock. Fino alla fine, Forza Juve, get ready for an intense week. I'll be bringing you the daily updates. I'll probably be sprinkling some spice on this Derby d'Italia, and then we'll get to business next weekend. Take care, everybody. Ciao tutti. Yeah.